Force. 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 The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your source for everything Star Wars gaming. Each week, your hosts will go over the news, updates, and more that have been happening in the galaxy far, far away. Come join us and our community of like-minded fans as we dive deeper into Star Wars games, past, present, and future, Star Wars lore, and the new shows and movies as they get announced and released. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? Hey, hey. Today, we're going to talk about just some Star Wars video games, and then we're going to talk about Book of Boba Fett and what our thoughts are as a whole a season now that we have the full story laid out. We kind of touched on that last episode, but this episode, we're just going to go whole hog and talk about our thoughts around the whole of the season. Whatever, what do we think of it as a whole story, and what are some of our highlights, some of the things that we didn't like, uh, what are our thoughts overall? So, let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for <sighs> Star Wars is thankfully back in full swing. The more, like, the more I think about it, the more it's just like, goodness gracious, we've got Star Wars, because we've got Mandalorian Season 3 that's confirmed. Yeah. We've got the Kenobi show that's coming out in May. Mm-hmm. Super excited for that. We have Cassian Andor's show that's supposed to come out at some point, and we have the Ahsoka show that's going to come out. The what? The Cassian Andor? Cassian Andor. Uh, he is the guy with the robot in Rogue One. Remember, I've only seen Rogue I know, One once, and I'm like, That's why I described struggling. it that way. <laughs> okay. The first guy that shoots the other guy in the alleyway. Nope. Drawing a blank. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. Alleyway, Rogue One. What? Yeah. Uh, first of the movie... They're trying to climb up I that one thing. I have been so traumatized by my own pride and not understanding what the heck I was watching and only to find out that I was very wrong. So I've been very traumatized around that movie and I've kind of blanked it out. Which so we- is a shame because it's such a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, a character in Rogue One mm-hmm. is going to have a TV show. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Is Cassie the big one? Like the big... There's K2SO, which is the big robot. Yeah. And Cassian Andor is the guy that owns the robot. Oh, that is his name. Yes. Cassian Andor. Oh, see, I was hearing Cassie and Andor. Oh, my gosh. Cassian. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. I'll just be quiet about all this right now. Continue (laughs) on. (laughs) Ah! Okay. Uh, can you tell it's a Friday? Woo. My brain is so fried right now. Uh, welcome to Star Wars Uplink, the show where... <laughs> well, we're at our wit's end. Yes. Uh, goodness gracious. Today has been a wild day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been switching up my sleep schedule. Which is always a difficult thing. Yes. I just got used to... I was going to sleep at 9.30 and waking up at 6. And now I'm going to bed at 10.30 and waking up at 5.30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on day two of that. Um, just to see see how it goes, see how productive I get, and uh, just gives me a little bit of extra time. Um, though I'm so used to waking up and or going to bed at nine thirty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> by the time just, nine hits, I'm like, we're just both at the on the couch sitting there, and be like, hey, what do we do? Do we sleep? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> and I'm trying to be like really responsible and set my body's like time clock to that. Anyway, lots of Star Wars on the show's front and we're getting more Star Wars with the video games front. And I just want to have kind of just a, a freeform discussion, not necessarily a set topic. We are very freeform tonight. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't have the brain waves right now to, <laughs> to formulate a plan right mm-hmm. now. You keep on sidetracking me. <laughs> That's what freeform is all about, baby. I want to talk about Star Wars games and just because this is Star Wars Uplink. Yes. We talk about Star Wars games. Not sleep schedules. Not sleep schedules. (laughs) That would be a different show. Very good. (laughs) Um, I'm so pumped around Star Wars games. Like that we went through the dark times of the cancellation for Battlefront 3 or Battlefront, (laughs) not Battlefront 3. (laughs) I wish uh, Battlefront 2 support. And that's a whole can of worms. If you want to know uh, how our feelings are on that, or at least my feelings and Sammy Boy's feelings, uh, check out the Battlefield show because that's where those thoughts will be held because uh, they canceled that game to be moved on for Battlefield 2042. Right. And Battlefield 5 support and planned content was canceled to go to Battlefield 2042 and then Battlefield 2042 is a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, so after going through all of that trauma, <laughs> yes, <laughs> video game truly. trauma. Um, I mean, and even not... And- just the lack of Star Wars games, honestly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's it's been rough because mm-hmm. uh, we got squadrons, right? And that was fun. I did a year long campaign where I was casting for esports on that, and that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, so it was great to see that kind of develop. But even with that game, they added a lot of those esports stuff as a secondary thought, and it was mm-hmm. it it really shot itself in the foot in terms of future support because that game launched at $40. It launched with limited content and all of the content in there were, there was no way for the game to make money past the $40 price tag. Oh no. So it it was, it was handicapped in Mm -hmm. so many ways for its growth. And in spite of all of those problems, it still was a great experience. I really enjoyed it and had a fun time. But... It was still one of those experiences where, like, this game could have been so great. It could have been incredible if it did not have to live in the shadow of Battlefront 2 because all of the problems with that game were caused because Battlefront 2 had such an issue. The reason there was no way to actually give money to get in-game cosmetics was because Battlefront 2 had such a terrible launch with um, microtransactions, loot boxes, and all that stuff. So that health, unhealthy relationship was already there, and mm-hmm. so people were skeptical. And yeah, nice. <laughs> I was watching a video today, and <laughs> someone said, "Dice, uh, Dice is gaslighting us." <laughs> oh, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I could not agree more. And I would even broaden that to EA is gaslighting us with Star Wars games. Mm. Uh, besides respawn stuff, like they've been so inhibitive around anything Star Wars. Battlefront 2015, okay, guys, we're going to shoot you in the foot where you can only do original trilogy stuff. Yeah. Well, I love that game. It's probably one of my favorite games. I have so much nostalgia around that game because, one, it's launched this podcast. Yeah. Two, it introduced me to so many people that I call my friends Mm -hmm. through that game. I had so many awesome opportunities talking to developers because of that game. It's, It's a great game. 
but it lacked some features. It didn't have a campaign, which a lot of people wanted. <laughs> it didn't have any Clone Wars content, which a lot of people wanted. Uh, and then Battlefront 2 launched with its controversies, and I think the game in and of itself had a really strong focus. It had a lot of content. Uh, had a big focus. It had a, a pretty big ramp up. It could have, hmm. but they shot themselves in the foot from beta to release, which is about the standard for dice right now. <laughs> Good grief! Yeah. Um, again, I wish we had something along those lines, or I hope that something that maybe the first person shooter that Respawn's working on with is something along those lines. I, I would love to see it multiplayer, just because we don't we don't have a multiplayer game right now. Battlefront on PC is horrible, yeah. uh, just because of a lot of the there's a lot of hackers and a lot of bugs that are getting uh, taken advantage of. The player base isn't as strong as it once was yeah. on console. It's it it rides in waves. Some people like I was talking with uh, my brothers and they were hopping on because it kind of got like a sub wave <laughs> that people are hopping back on it on console. But it, but again, like you can play with each other. So even that like your your player base is so fragmented. Yeah, there's no cross play, which would have been wow. that would have been like a best like so great if yeah. they had one last hurrah and they added cross play. Mm-hmm. But Dice just added crossplay in Battlefield for the first time in its entire history as a as a developer company. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, I think Dice is very incompetent right now and should not and does not deserve the Battlefront license. Indeed. So I'm very glad that they got denied on their <laughs> pitch of a Battlefront three. Yeah. As much as I hate, it pains me to say that it it they don't deserve it, mm-hmm. and I hope I hope. As a part of Disney's strategy and Lucasfilm's strategy with Star Wars games, they they see the opportunity for one money. Right. They like money. Yeah. So I think they could totally be we can, like, we can speak their language. That's fine. Money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got you in the door. Yep. Money. Uh, <laughs> but I hope that's part of their strategy because if they can have a live service game that is done well. And done for the right reasons and is done in a respectful way to both the player and the developers and the content in the game. I think it'd be awesome. Like, I would love to see a Battle Royale Star Wars game. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or Star Wars Zombies, like Call of Duty Zombies, something along those mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. Or like a Rainbow Six Siege smaller scale shooter, which was rumored and I, I, I was told by some sources of mine that it was happening. But it was from EA and uh, they have a tendency to cancel games before they even get very far. Right. So <laughs> there's so many different aspects to that. But I definitely think part of the strategy that um, they should have is something of a live service. And what what do you mean by live service? Live service, a game that launches and gets continued content, oh. as well as ways to one battle pass is a, a prime example of a live service. You yeah. unlock things through playing the game, but if you pay an extra fee, you get on uh, extra unlocks in terms of skins, XP bonuses. Sometimes, gotcha. um, yeah. So you have a, a season that is a set amount of time, and throughout that season, you can earn these different things. If you play the game more, you earn more. Right, 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 right. Oh, okay. And it's not necessarily things that drastically affect the gameplay. It's things like you can level up quicker, and leveling up gets you skins. It doesn't give you anything 
tangible right. to affect the gameplay. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like there's just so much out there that they could just coat with Star Wars. Sprinkle you know? some Star Wars yeah, dust. Yeah, just put some Star Wars on it and sell it, you know? Like, let's go. Like, we. Yeah. I'm down, you know? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, so much. Like, I don't care. So are, are all these developers really just overthinking it? I think I, so. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you exactly. get a Star Wars license. It's not like, oh, we have to rethink the way that games are made and the way that the scoreboard works. Like, you mm-hmm. don't need to do this. <laughs> Just give us a solid gameplay experience Oh my gosh, that's think, in Star Wars. Think Apex, but if it was Star Wars themed. Mm-hmm. That would be so much fun. It like, would be. Oh my gosh, think of all of the characters you could play. And- or even like Heroes versus Villains, mm-hmm. the game would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see more of, instead of one game that does everything, right. have smaller game experiences where you have a dedicated team to support just that game. And mm-hmm. I think that's where DICE has always been a Battlefield developer. Mm-hmm. And then they got handed this license, and we've seen that they are not a multi-game studio. Yeah. They don't know how to handle it. They, they're not a live service game studio. No. They're barely a game studio right now, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I'm sorry, but it it's true. They had four developers to work on Battlefield 2042 with them, and it's, it's rumored that they are going to become more of a supplemental developer to the Battlefield franchise, yeah. which kind of makes sense. Yeah, seeing how mm-hmm. they're products are always so fragmented yeah they need a clear vision yeah um and what i would love to see is even if it's a disney run studio or disney developed studio just throw throw a pile of money (laughs) attract strong developers Mm -hmm. and say hey this is the game that we want you to make right it's a live service shooter game these are some of the implementations that we want you to have now make a great game Mm mm-hmm and this is your job. Mm-hmm. This is your job to support this game. That's it. You don't have to worry about this, that, or this. We give you money. You give us good life service game. Right. <laughs> and in return, Disney takes their hands out of it and they just let the let the people go. And mm-hmm. make don't a get great in the way. Game. If they want to add a yep. character from Legends, let them add a character yes. from Legends. It doesn't matter about canon. Look at Galaxy of Heroes. It's a mobile game. They added Starkiller from the force unleashed to it (laughs) like they have all of these characters that are not canon characters Mm -hmm. in that game it's great yeah it works for the gameplay and i Mm -hmm. think that's what it should be gameplay first star wars second and then third is a way to make money on those games right (laughs) i think there's a mismatch there as well it's Mm -hmm. either like make money first star wars good game Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's how it's been feeling a lot lately. Mm-hmm. But we've got lots coming. So. We do, yeah. I mean, we've got Lego Star Wars. We've got Star Wars Hunters, which is really cool. It just got a new update uh, recently oh, in really? its soft launch. It's coming to iOS and a few more countries. Uh-huh. So, it, so mobile games do this a lot where they have soft launches, where they mm-hmm. roll it out in certain countries and in certain industries, and they say, hey, you on Android in... Um, I think it was like Korea or something like that, or some South American uh, country. Okay, we're going to roll it out here. You're going to give us feedback. We're going to give you these features. You're going to give us feedback on those features. And as we get more feedback and we add more features, we're going to expand that group into an eventual full launch. Right. And they just added two more heroes to Star Wars Hunters, and they fixed a lot of the issues that people had with the game. Nice. I was talking with a friend of the show, Sammy Boy, who we'll, we will have on the podcast uh, to fully cover this game soon. 
Um, we just need to work on schedules and see how we can get this this going. Um, but that that's part of our plan is we want uh, we want to have them on the podcast to kind of fully break down the details. But that that's their plan is they're going to start in these smaller areas, get the feedback, expand. Uh, spe- more recently, it was only on Android, but now it's brought to iOS, and that's. When it, when a mobile game brings it to iOS for like a soft launch, it means it's really close to releasing. Mm. Just because of all the approvals that Apple has to go through, true. It means they're gonna have a better experience, and it's easier to flip on that switch to say, "Hey, everybody, it's available." Right, right. Because mm, it's a lot harder to get it on Apple approved for a I, soft launch. I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, I was talking to Sammy, and he's like, "This game's if it released now." I think a lot of people would enjoy it. It would get. They already have like over a hundred thousand users wow. in the soft launch. So when this game launches, it's going to be huge. Yeah, hundred thousand players, and it's not even out yet. And I see ads about it all the time. Like hmm. if if I'm on the Uplink podcast account and I watch a video, I don't have like YouTube Premium on that account, so I'm getting ads. Nice. Usually those ads. They're Star Wars hunters. Fascinating, <laughs> of course it is. So they're they're pushing, they're making a big push, and they're advertising in a lot of places. And I think once that game actually launches, it's going to be a big deal, and it's going to be it's going to attract a different audience that wouldn't play mobile. Like I'm not a mobile player. Like, right. I would play mobile. I would play Star Wars hunters on my phone just to get the experience, mm-hmm. not to really like get deep into it. Right. But it's going to go on to Switch, yeah. And I'm going to get deep into it yeah. because it's on Switch. Yeah. There's just something something I love so much about a physical controller Same. and the ability to play it on TV. I love that. Uh, more than likely, I'll play a lot of it in handheld mode. Right, right. But I have that option that I'm going to be playing it on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I have controllers. Yeah. I have buttons I can press instead yes. of a screen that I can tap. Oh, yeah. I I haven't gotten used to the whole screen thing. But it's mm. a big thing. It's a... It's huge. Yeah. The amount of money made on mobile games is enormous yes the money made from star wars galaxy heroes has dwarfed the sales of battlefront oh my gosh (laughs) yeah Uh. (laughs) Uh but it's just the systems that they have it's pay to play or wait and play yep (laughs) i'm gonna do this thing and i'm gonna wait four hours and then i'm gonna jump back on him and do that or i could pay five dollars and i can get it right now Mm mm-hmm and my phone's all hooked up with all my bank uh, account information. Yeah, so. all I have to do is press this button to convert real money into yep. these coins, and these coins will buy those things. Yep, it's oh. like lo- it's like uh, casino tokens. Yes, they're not real money. No, but I'll <laughs> I'll spend my money to get it. It's good. Yep, that's yeah, that's when you know you've, you're you're winning the game. Mm-hmm. You know, as a developer, <laughs> you're winning the game. Yep. Making lots of money and making your investors very happy mm-hmm. to do more of that. Uh, and delivering a great game. So ex- that's awesome. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. I've heard great things around it. It looks like the team is very passionate about it. All of the people that are on that team I see very active on Twitter. And I see those updates and the community is slowly but surely growing. I think it's going to eventually be like this underground behemoth of a game mm. that we never really think of. But it's actually massive. Yes. <laughs> I could totally see that happening. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that game. And it's going to be, I don't know when exactly, we don't know when it's exactly going to be coming out, but it should be pretty soon. I've heard rumors around April. Uh, I've heard rumors around May. Uh, it's going to be somewhere around there. And it's, it, 
it'd be awesome if it was before Star Wars, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, or after, because those are two different audiences. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be some crossover because it's Star Wars. You can play it on your phone, your tablet, whatever, but and Switch. But like people that play Lego games are going to play it in a different way than people who play a mobile game. Yes. So I think it's they could supplement each other very well. And I don't know if that's part of Disney's uh, planning of it. It's like, okay, we've got this game coming out in April, and then eventually we're going to have this mobile game, or we're going to start with this mobile game, get people hooked on the Star Wars license right. that may not already have it, mm-hmm. and then they get the Lego game. Hmm. Either way works, I right? think. Because, I mean, I I think I could see it more if they do the mobile game first, because... It's, it's like a ramp up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they're they're already really trying to ramp up the Lego game, so mm-hmm. it just seems like they're, they'll just try and get a totally different audience. Yeah, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It could be cool. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. it as well. Also, if you're listening to this right now and you're you're you, you're yelling at your headphones or whatever, <laughs> would love to hear your conversations around what you're most excited about uh, for Star Wars, whether that's the TV shows, which games you're most excited about. Reach out on Twitter at Star Wars Uplink or. Uh, send us an email contact at uplinkpodcast.com we'll get that and we'll respond to it on the episode uh, but yeah also thank you all so much for listening to or for rating us on iTunes it's been great seeing uh, the new reviews we had a few more yeah. uh, we've got we've got over 130 reviews or something like that oh my gosh. and we have an average of 4.8 stars woohoo so it's been great so much. It, it, I love reading those. Uh, Admiral Akbar 84, I think, is 1984 or something like that. He's been going through and like editing his comments every now, like editing his <laughs> review. It's it's so great. That's awesome. I, I really enjoy the the kind words, and he's so pumped that we're back and enjoys Sydney as a co-host. So it's great. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback there. We'd love the uh, if you take the time to rate the podcast on there either on spotify as well you can do that but you can leave a written review or just a star review on your uh, on apple podcast or itunes and then another way to help us out a ton you can support us on patreon but another way that's like even more effective share the podcast with your star wars friends we all have friends that we chat to on either online or in person about star wars we'd love it if you shared the podcast it's like the number one way that people uh hear about and actually listen to podcasts mm-hmm. so it'd be great mm-hmm. but that kind of like mini ad let's take a break you can hear about our other shows on uplink and we'll be back to talk about book of boba fett this podcast is a production of uplink media group uplink is a podcast network dedicated to highlighting the love and experience of gaming and pop culture check out our other shows the battlefield show star wars uplink and the forge the halo infinite podcast as well as our youtube channels for even deeper dives into battlefield star wars and more youtube.com slash uplink podcast and star wars uplink.com only different in your mind you must unlearn what you have learned. book of boba fett book of mandalorian <laughs> the saddest thing is this wednesday it's been such a part of our uh-huh. like schedule <laughs> of watching Mando Boba Fett yep. show uh, every Wednesday night. Like mm-hmm. we have a meetup here that we go to with a bunch of our friends uh, in the tech community here locally, and then after that, we honestly don't tell them, but we do leave earlier on purpose <laughs> so we can watch Mando or yep. Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's Mando. You, you were right. You did not get that wrong. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't tell them, but we do 
intentionally leave early <laughs> to watch a Star Wars show. We love them, but... Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and introverts unite, so... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. I was a little sad that there wasn't anything waiting for us when we got back home. <laughs> That's a good thing, really. It is. I like mean, it for knows- as much we've been bashing it, it's still something we look forward to mm-hmm. and really like, enjoy. I, yeah, watching even if it is to criticize it. <laughs> <laughs> I have very strong opinions on Book of Boba Fett, indeed, which we'll get into later on this episode. But mm-hmm. like, I genuinely enjoyed the process of having some new Star Wars. I yes. love the process now that I've been getting deeper into the lore and getting more into like covering the Star Wars things. things yeah. Like, it's great to have something to talk around. It's great for the podcast, just kind of selfishly there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) to have these conversations that we can have on the podcast, but also just to have something to talk around the community and like friends in real life. I I had a conversation today with some friends around Star Wars and like, that's great. I haven't had those conversations online, like on Twitter, because I don't want to open that can of worms. Sorry, anybody (laughs) on Twitter. I don't want to open that can of worms, but I'll hop on a Discord call with Sammy and we talked about new episodes of The Mandalorian because we record there you go. record the podcast of the Battlefield show on <laughs> yeah. Thursday, the, yeah. the day after the show. So like, oh my gosh. we record for an hour for the Battlefield show and then afterwards we'd hang on for like 15 to 30 minutes talking about <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. Nice. <laughs> yep. It's great. Like, I love that side of something. And, and like, yes, I do like it when a show releases them all at once. Mm-hmm. So then I can kind of like drip feed it, and like watch one every day. But it is also fun to have something weekly yeah. that we can all rally around mm-hmm. and have something that the same that we all watch at the same time. Right. It's rare that we have those moments in the digital world now. It's true. Book of Boba Fett, I think it had a pretty strong, op- relatively strong opening. I still think he was weirdly slow in the f- first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it struggled with the balance between flashbacks and present day in a good balanced way, I would say. Hmm. It's like cereal. It's part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> it is not a balanced breakfast. It's right. part of the balanced breakfast. Mm-hmm. But we, all, we only ever eat the cereal and nothing else. Exactly. So, so it was. It, it's kind of like on that side of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to... The third, third and fourth episodes were very meh to me because mm-hmm. we were getting towards the end uh the third one was all right i think that was the one where we got what, what was the third one was the third one the race one like the chase i think so probably yeah <laughs> yeah no man uh, the whoa um boba fett is now just one big blob to me in my mind that's kind of how mm-hmm. it's like one big works. movie yeah it's just a one long <laughs> yeah. extended movie we that have we've the, watched the over weeks first we have seven episodes so just gonna say the th- first third where there's the first two episodes the middle third and third and fourth episodes where eh, okay five and six i think is where it really hit its stride both artistically and creative <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, that's a quote from uh, American Psycho. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. I think as a whole it was very mismatched and they didn't have their priorities set very well for telling Boba Fett's story. 
because we have this entire shift. While I love those episodes, and they're like some of my favorite Star Wars ever, that specifically episode five, where it's just, oh my gosh, they're on Halo. They have (laughs) this Coruscant like world. It's so great. Um, I think it was so good. But if you look at it as a whole, it doesn't make sense. Why is Mando here? This is yeah. Boba Fett's show. Mm-hmm. We're taking away from the story of Boba Fett to set up the next season of Mando. And not a very artistically or story-driven way. No. Because it takes away from Boba Fett, who's the main priority of the show. Exactly. And switches it out for a completely different Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... Oh. <laughs> I'm just... I'm sitting here trying to think of the show as a whole, just trying to get a feeling of like what it was that I experienced. And it was, it's just a sandy blob in my brain. And it's just, <laughs> it. Uh, I'm trying to think of Boba Fett as the character, as this epic, uh, I don't know. I can't say clone because he's not a clone, but mm-hmm. it's this epic guy, um, bounty hunter in Mandalorian armor, stuck on a sand planet. It's like, okay, that's where you were starting. And what did we learn? How did he grow? He mm-hmm. didn't. He just, he went from, well, he was re- reborn into the sand planet as a sand person. Yeah. And he decided <laughs> to. Be respectful like he he decided that it's better to rule with respect i'm assuming he learned this from seeing the small community that is the sand people and what they had mm-hmm. and he wants that to be reflected in how he treats people in uh mm-hmm. most wisely most yeah. right most okay it's the boba griffith show starring <laughs> Boba Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> also starring The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's it. That's all we got. We didn't. Did we see any growth? Mm-hmm. No. No. We just saw him on this quest for no real reason. We didn't even see the turmoil to be growing. Right. It we was just, just I'm like, deciding to do this, and this is what I did. And. Do Here we, we are. But we like we don't have a relationship with the town. Like we have more of a relationship with the sand people than we do with the anyone mm-hmm. in Mosespa. Yeah. Like so, we spent so little time with them. Uh-huh. And every time we were there, it was always the same place. It was always the bar place with whatever her name is that died. Mm-hmm. That we're all worried for. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Like <laughs> I love her she character. She had more so. character than Boba. Let's be real. Oh, 100%. And like... I think that's too. That's something that's very annoying with current Star Wars is there are no stakes around. Like we saw her whole whole place get blown up by a grenade, flames billowing out the front, and we're like, she's probably still she's alive. probably still alive, yeah, she's right? Around here we somewhere. love her so much. She's gonna come back, right? That's right? So sad. Cad but Bane, in a way, Boba Fett's the epitome of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We don't know who's dead. We don't know. No is Cad Bane is. dead? Is he? I don't know. Yeah, I might have seen his body twitch right? at the end. 
Oh, but and he's, also- he's, he's got like a little beeping thing on his his lapel. Oh my god! Yeah, there's he's, theories that he's alive he's still. still alive. I hope well, so. And they're bringing back um, uh, cowboy, cowboy guy. Yeah, Cobb Vance. So he's alive. Mm-hmm. We thought he was dead. No, mm-hmm. even <laughs> though he shouldn't have been. Then no. he, he got shot. He got shot in the shoulder. I don't know why everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Like he didn't get cold. He didn't get murdered in cold blood. He got shot in the shoulder. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely alive. And honestly, she's probably the one character in here that needs to be alive because mm-hmm. she's the one person that is connecting. Yeah. Boba to the entire community here. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. like. That's the she was ruling with respect more than Boba yeah, Fett was. Exactly, he needed to learn a lot more from her. Yeah, because she had the thing down, mm-hmm. and people liked her, and yeah. no one likes him. Exactly, they're all yeah. like, "Who is this weirdo who is totally weak?" Which is true, and lame, which is true, and <laughs> like, oh <laughs> yeah, I'm just really sad that this is the book, the book, the entire book of Boba Fett. And all we got was a rebirth. Yeah, it was more of a stepping stone than an actual, like, telling of the rise of Boba Fett. Okay, here's a question. Why did they name it the book of Boba Fett? So I've seen a couple things and theories around it. they named it the Book of Boba Fett because it's all the characters that ever have been a part of Boba Fett's return. And it's less so around Boba Fett, more so around the community of Boba Fett. That's what I've heard theorized. Is so the community of Boba Fett is Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. But that's it! <laughs> <laughs> and Shennick Fan. Yeah. Or Fennec Shan. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Like, <sighs> mm-hmm. the Book of Boba Fett, and it's about community. Yeah. Then why didn't we see a community mm-hmm. grow at all? I don't know. Like I think the real failing is they tried to think it of, of it as a book around all these characters. But we don't see a good payoff or a good separation. Like I I think it would have been cool if we got a complete story of Boba Fett in like two episodes. Mm-hmm. We got the complete story of yeah. another character in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one be- maybe it was like one of the people that Boba Fett was working with, their story. Right. And then another person on this the fourth episode. And then you have Mando yep. in his two episodes. Yep. And then you have all of these different pieces come together as a finale. That would have made a lot more sense. That would have been great. Yeah. That's almost kind of like uh, we just watched the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. And it's in the style of a magazine. Yep. And they have these different vignettes written by different authors. And we see them living the experiences that they're working around. Yep. And then it comes together at the end with them all working together. Mm-hmm. See, that would have been beautiful. Mm-hmm. That would have been so much better. But it was so disjointed. Everyone ha- was tr- fighting for control of mm-hmm. the show in a way that didn't really flow very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It there were never any chapters. It was just mm-hmm. all one big Blah. book vomit. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone just tore out all the pages. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, we're gonna put them in this random order. Yeah. And then toss well, when them when in another the air. character takes complete control of your show for two episodes straight, where you only have like a two second cameo, right? I I think you're you're missing the point mm-hmm. of the whole show. Yep. 
man, now I really want to see Book of Boba Fett right. as a, a book, book. You know, yeah, like, with these different chapters yeah, on these me, different characters. Give me, give me different cha- chapters of characters. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that would have been so much better. Right. And then it doesn't really matter if there's a whole lot of growth because we're really just getting introduced to these characters and how they work together. Yeah, it would have been made made much more sense to have this season be the setup that it is for all these other things to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it does that very poorly in a very disjointed way. But I think there is a way that they could have done it very well to kind of flow together. Mm-hmm. I see all these people that are like, man, Robert Rodriguez should do more Star Wars. No, he should not. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard should do more Star Wars because she directed some fantastic episodes. Yeah. Uh, the f- first episode she did um, wasn't a huge fan of in Mandalorian, but I think she's yeah. really captured the feel of Mandalorian. Yes. And then Deborah Chow knows Star Wars very well, directed yes. some of the best episodes, the best episodes of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, and knows the character so well. So I'm really excited to see what she does with Kenobi. Yes. And I, I think. As again, like this is their first spinoff of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's fair that they're going to have these learning experiences. And I think they did such a good job with Mando that it was kind of like, well, we got to do something with Boba Fett, right? He's mm-hmm. like the person that inspired Mando. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I think it was more of we have to do this versus we want to do this. And yeah. this is how we're going to do there this. This wasn't quite the vision there. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's like there wasn't a story really in place. They just knew we needed to hit these points. Yeah. And it it was just flat. It just felt like a really flat mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Music was flat as well, I'd say. Yeah. Um when you notice it, it's bad. Like yeah. you know, like the theme eventually grew on me. Yeah. Similarly, not to the level I'm that Mandalorian. St- I'm still angry that they me- merged the Mandalorian. Yeah. Which Okay. Worked fantastically. Did, but if we did the whole characters thing, imagine that. Imagine yeah, if we so started you have with the like Boba Fett trailer. The, the really and as simple, it ends, yeah, it's all of them it's coming all together. The characters, different thing. Oh, come on. That's that's like peak John Williams, too. Yeah. Like that's how he, he wrote these themes for all these different characters. And when they were on screen together, they would flow and play well to each other. <sighs> See, like, give us some artistry here. Like, mm-hmm. there was nothing. It was just. <laughs> yeah it's it's like trying to replicate a pencil drawing with a fat paintbrush mm-hmm. you're gonna get a similar shape but it's not gonna be the same right so you might as well just make something completely different mm-hmm. yeah if you're gonna do that mm-hmm. you know yeah Ugh. Mm-hmm. but again like i do want to <laughs> i do want to hammer this point down like we said earlier I loved that we got this show. I love that we are going to get more of these shows. Cassian Andor, I think, is going to be a very unique opportunity for them to expand on. Uh, The Ahsoka show is going to be interesting to see Mm -hmm. what they do there. Because I think it's going to be... I think the main focus of the painting that is the Star Wars shows right now is Mandalorian. Yes. You have you have an, a standalone painting that is Kenobi. I think that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But in the background of Mandalorian, you're going to have Ahsoka filling out the pages. And then you have Boba Fett that's kind of like scattered between or setting up the characters underneath Mando almost. 
So you're getting this like 3D effect. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I think I'm doing an okay job of kind of explaining it, but like you're getting this like 3D effect of Mando's going to be the main focus because of he's the main character, the most we know about. But in the background, we're going to see these other characters affecting Mando in their own shows. So Interesting. I, I so think what we're going to pretty much. <laughs> so all the the shows, not all of them, but most of the shows that we're getting or going to get, it's just continuations and like filling in of Mandalorian. I would say so. I, I think that's what Book of Boba Fett ultimately was setting up yeah. season three. And I think Ahsoka is going to start some of the things like if there is a Mandalorian season four. Right. I think we're going to see that in Ahsoka show. And eventually they may have like a moment where a lot of them come to work together. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a given now. Yeah. They've set that standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we're going to see these characters bob and weave out of each other's shows. That's so fascinating because really what they're doing is a giant book. Mm-hmm. They did the book of Boba Fett, but now they're going to do like a giant like book of Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, it's the, book it's of the, the MCU, the Mandalorian yes. cinematic universe. But uh, but it's all centered around Mandalorian, which is kind of crazy. Like, is this centered around just him, or is this centered around like the reestablishing of the Mandalorian planet? Like. Mm-hmm. Is going on here. Yeah. I'm very confused <laughs> and fascinated, and I need to know what happens. Yeah, because they have a perfect opportunity to make something very unique in the world of pop culture. Mm-hmm. They aren't Marvel. They have they they have a long expanse of history in terms of how long Star Wars has been a thing, but it has never gotten to the point that Marvel has. Mm-hmm. They tried to have those payoffs in. Rise of Skywalker didn't fit and I hope they stay away from that with the expansion of the shows right I think we're gonna see more unique stories told in the shows or at least I hope so yeah than the movies I think the movie again like there's the funnel of Star Wars most people are gonna watch the movies Mm -hmm. a subset of those people are gonna watch the live action another subset are gonna watch or play through the games right and I'd say maybe even on the same level of the games as the animations Mm -hmm. and the past animations (laughs) it's the books Mm -hmm. and then past the books it's the comics yep it's so fascinating because the movies are really such a pinhole they are to the star wars that way the entire time yeah and it's funny because i think people just see that and they think wow like it's so big but it's it's not we're really just Mm -hmm. focusing on this one lineage sort of thing yeah and yeah, and I think they are trying to expand the universe through these shows, and I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. And I, and I hope they're not too afraid to step away from the pinhole that is. Right, the I would love to see like a, a romance comedy in Star Wars right. would be really cool. <laughs> but <laughs> like there, awesome. there are there are opportunities for those things to happen in the background, mm-hmm. or even have a, a a series set around maybe it's the clones, like IRL clones. Yeah. Where you have almost like a sitcom feel to them, like <laughs> something along those lines. I think they could have some of those experiences where it's less about the broader story. But mm-hmm. Star Wars has always been about the broader story. Yeah. But I think we can zoom in a little bit and have more of those personal moments, mm-hmm. like more of those independent thoughts and feelings, yeah. expanding those. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
I mean, clearly they're already thinking about a, a much larger story behind the scenes mm-hmm. sort of thing that everyone's already still following through. I mean, we've got the Luke stuff and, and there's just a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. So it'd be fascinating just to see um, more pinholes, you know, like just more of um, smaller moments and even because it's always these windows it's the windows that we look through to see the bigger picture you know so Mm -hmm. it'd be fascinating just to see what they can do to yeah expand i hope anyway i hope they have a bigger story going on in the background because i feel like that will guide them but Mm. it'll also give them the freedom to be like yeah okay but we could like easter egg this stuff here and Mm. then but have just i mean that's what marvel does super well right they have this little scene in the wasp or Ant Man and the Wasp, and in the microverse, you can see this tiny little city as they get smaller and smaller and hmm. s- slip through. And there's theorized there is a city there, and it's circular and it looks very similar to what the TVA looks like. Oh, fascinating! So if they can do something like that, hmm. and they can master masterfully do that without yeah. like. Hitting you over yeah. the top of your head and being like, hey, this is a thing that you should pay attention yeah. to. No, keep some of those things where you're like, oh my gosh, that's the thing. Make me Leonardo DiCaprio in <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood point at the screen. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think they have a really unique opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. It's something that we would be, it would just be so exciting to see that, you know, like just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of... um not necessarily negativity, but there's just this heaviness to Star Wars, I feel. Because it's because we only, the majority of people only see the trilogies and the that small line of Star Wars. And they just, they get kind of, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but just like, eh. it's just, it's, it's, it's a heavy topic like what they talk about and like what they're doing it's just there's so much weight to what these characters are going through and i hope they don't get bogged down with that feeling in star wars because this Mm -hmm. this is just another universe and that is just a small piece of like i feel like every game and stuff like that is all about like jedis and this almost religious heavy heavy become better and blah like it doesn't have to always be like that, you know? Like, it it doesn't have to be so dramatic. Yes, it does. Okay, and maybe it does. <laughs> maybe that is. Maybe that's the key to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So you disagree with me then? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I think it does need to be dramatic hmm. because it's the Jedi. They are going to, no matter what the Jedi do, they are impacting either positively or negatively the whole of the universe. You just saw how one kid could completely change the course of the galaxy. If there are these huge, masterful, and very powerful forces battling it out, it's going to impact everything else. So there is always that weight to it. Hmm. But I think there can be those moments where you maybe you are exploring some of the dark, uh, some of the more lighthearted tones maybe you're exploring some new characters that they may be impacting the small aspect of i mean that's basically what rogue one was it's a story about how they got the plans for the death star necessarily does that need to be there no but it's a, a another filling with some new characters that 
we already know the outcome. They're going to get the plans of the Death Star. But the joy of that story is seeing the journey and how they exactly do it. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that's fair. It's my thoughts on it, at least. <laughs> now, can we at least have some serious growth with these characters? Mm-hmm. I like, think that's what we're missing. Is yeah, there, maybe they went a, too light with like Boba Fett or something. Like, because mm-hmm. it was just there's an imbalance somewhere there. Yeah, you think of Boba Fett, and you think of this hardened bounty hunter. Right now, he does and can or legends have this history of uh, not taking every job. Like he is, he has a moral limit. That Cad Bane does not have, but he has a moral limit. Right. But I think the thing that failed with this is we never really see an expansion of that of that side of Boba Fett in the story itself. And I think the way that they are telling it, it desperately needed that aspect. Mm-hmm. It's almost, because we knew so little. It's true. It's like we really don't know Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. We don't know who he was. And they're forcing these assumptions mm-hmm. down our throats that we do not agree with. Right. It's like that's not Boba Fett. Yeah. From what little we've mm-hmm. seen, that's not Boba Fett. Yeah, and if you're telling me that, you need to show me. Exactly. Which is fascinating, because I'm not usually like a big fan of like flashbacks and all this, but it mm-hmm. needed Well, it doesn't it. have to be flashbacks. Well, it, what did it need to be? It could have been anything. Like, they didn't necessarily have to start it at that point of the story. Hmm. True. They could have the growth there. They didn't need to have it in the... Honestly, they could have just continued it throughout that time. They didn't need this jumping back and forth. We just needed more interaction with Boba Fett. We did. We, we didn't more, have enough time. We needed more of the Sand People interaction mm-hmm. that we were actually getting to know like them and Boba Fett and how he's... Yeah, we needed more time with <gasps> we Boba Fett. That. We needed more growth of a Boba Fett. We just mm-hmm. needed more experiences with his character and what his motivations are, what he's doing, what place is he in, who is this Boba Fett. Right. That's kind of what we needed. Mm-hmm. And I, I do hope that we eventually see more of him. I hope we do get a season two. I hope it's not Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. But I hope, I think it would be great to see a Boba Fett and Finnick Shan show. Hmm. I think their character and their um, chemistry is really cool. And they could have had a very cool experience if they just focused on themselves. Yeah. Instead of all of this weirdness. <laughs> But again, like they, we have the payoff of the season, we have a payoff of the show, and um, yeah, I think, I think I'd like to see more of them. But with that, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars Uplink. Be greatly appreciated if you uh, leave us feedback. You can follow us on all the places, and uh, we thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. As always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>